This is Pastor Chad. Welcome to the Bethesda Church Podcast. We are honored that you have joined us today. You can stay up to date with us at BethesdaChurch.tv or look us up on Facebook or Instagram. Now, let's jump in to today's message. All right. Can we just turn it up a notch for Jesus? Come on, put those hands together and let's give Jesus some praise on First Wednesday. I don't know about you, but I feel like David. I was glad when they said unto me, let us come into the house of the Lord. You can be seated. Let us come to God's house. I, I appreciate technology. I thank God for different venues and avenues in which we can reach people and minister to people. But how many of you know there's nothing like corporately coming to the house of God with the people of God and worshiping together? Amen. How many of you know what I'm talking about tonight? It's, it's good for the soul. And um, again, as Pastor Chad alluded to, we are, we, um, are no strangers to Bethesda Church. And um, we love your pastors dearly. They're good friends of ours, and uh, every time that we're here, I just look in amazement of what God has been able to do through their vision and through your sacrifice and commitment, and uh, you know, you guys uh, obviously are to be commended, and um, just, you know, all I want to say is job well done, but it's not finished yet, right? I mean, we got some work to do. We got some work to do, but you got through this first phase. I was here. Um, when, when Pastor Chad and Pastor Karen were relatively first appointed here to the church, and there was about 70 people maybe, and I remember, you know, coming in about 70 people, and, um, you know, God put a vision in their heart, God put a determination and a zeal in their heart, and, uh, you know, God will take passion and God will take vision, and God will take commitment, mix those things together, and work it for his good, and do things like this right here. Amen? Do, do things like this right here. Um, you know, I, I, I like to watch people. I'm a people watcher. It's not weird. I just like to watch people, okay? And um, someone's like, yeah, that is weird, but no, it's not. And um, so I kind of just like to see what how they how people operate, what they do, um, just how they confront things. And I want to tell you something. Your leadership, your pastor, Pastor Karen, and the leadership team, I'm telling you what, it's second to none. And I hope you never take it for granted, but it's second to none. And um, the commitment, the commitment, the zeal, the passion. uh, I know when pastor gets a hold of something, he's not going to let go. When God tells him to do something, he's going to do it, and uh, he's just going to obey the Lord, and I just appreciate that so much about you. Again, thank you for having us today, and Pastor Karen, I mean, what can I say? Yeah? (laughs) You know what I'm, you know, they came and did some leadership training for us when we were first launching our church, and uh, Pastor Karen was talking about groups for us, and I'm telling you what. She had us laughing and crying and just the, the, the passion that she has. I know you love her and I know you appreciate her as well. And uh, Everly and uh, Eli, he's on the lights tonight, right? 
He came back and he just wanted to make sure that we were okay. He was checking on us before service and wanted to know if we needed anything, his servant heart. And he said, uh, he said I'm going to be on the lights tonight and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> How many think the lights were awesome tonight? <laughs> Amen. Thank you for setting the stage for me tonight. I appreciate it so very, very much. And um, I think we have a birthday boy somewhere around here, right? Zeke is in, okay, he's back in the back, but 12, that's a big deal, right? That's a big deal. But we love your family, and uh, thank you again for the invitation. You guys are always so hospitable, and uh, we just love and appreciate you. Amen. All right. Okay, time is getting away from me. So uh, do you have a bell around here that you ring when you're done? Okay, so you might have to, Jamie's the bell for me. So I'm glad that Jamie's with us tonight as well. And uh, we were able to, just a beautiful day to travel and to be here. It's just awesome, amen. You know, um, Pastor just alluded to it. Who would have ever thought 2020 would be 2020? Right? I mean, it's just been crazy. And, um, you know, it was on nobody's radar. I didn't hear anybody prophesying about this stuff. I didn't hear, I mean, it was on no one's radar. And, uh, but yet here we are. But, you know, at the beginning of, beginning of 2020, um, backing up even into 2019, I was seeking the Lord, just uh, asking the Lord for, for um, vision for 2020, right? It yields itself to vision, 2020. And I was seeking the Lord for vision for 2020, and um, God spoke one word into my spirit. And the word he gave me was shift. Um, that was it. And I said, okay, 2020 is going to be a year where we see shifting taking place. I had no clue. <laughs> um, what that meant, what that looked like, you know, um, it's a synonym for words like change. That sounds a little harsh, so we didn't want to use that word. It's not what he gave me. He said, you know, it's going to be a year of shifting. And uh, we talked about transition, transitioning. That's another word that we, could, that we could put in there. But it definitely has been a year of major shifts. We have witnessed it uh, in the natural, but it is also taking place in the spirit as well. And uh, I really had two messages coming here tonight. And as a matter of fact, I sent your team the two messages and I was wrestling back and forth on which one I wanted to share tonight. I was waiting just to try to get a little more direction from the Lord. And um, one was more preachy and the other one's more teachy. And um, I, I brought the one that's more teachy. So I hope that's okay. And um, because I really believe it's a positional word, that this word is going to position us for what God has made ready for us. Amen? You believe that tonight? Um, if you live long enough, and I have, <laughs> you will discover that there are certain seasons in your life that will dramatically shift your life forever. 
And once you have gone through that season, you'll never be the same again. Now, that can be in the negative, but also it could be in the positive, right? And so if you can get through that season, your life, your situation will never be the same again. And what I have discovered is that there is a season that is in between seasons. And many people uh, are unaware of what this season looks like, what it feels like, but it really is a season of transition. And really that's what I wanna talk to you about tonight. I wanna talk to you about a season of transition. And this season is hard to define, it's hard to describe, it's, it's hard to explain, it's really hard to put into words. As a matter of fact, um, this might help you identify um, the season of transition in your life. If you find yourself saying things like this, I have no clue what's happening right now. Or if you find yourself saying things like, um, what in the world is going on? Some of us said that today, did we not? Come on, is anybody here, right? What in the world is going on? I mean, we went to bed thinking one thing, woke up. Okay, too soon, okay. <laughs> you know, what's going on? And then, then, you know, we say things like, God, are you there? God, um, can't you see what I'm going through here? Can't you see this, Lord? These are transitional seasons and transitional times in our life. And because we don't understand and because we don't know, we begin to experience the, what I call the fruit of this season of transition. And so the fruit of the season of transition looks something like this. One of the fruits... Um, that begins to try to manifest in your life is the fruit of fear. Fear. Man, have we not been confronted with the spirit of fear this year. I mean, it, it, it has, I mean, anxiety and worry and fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of the unfamiliar. Fear of this, fear of that. And it's as though fear has tried to grab hold of us and paralyze us and keep us in a, in a state of torment, worrying and wondering, am I too close to somebody? Do I, somebody just sneezed and I'm not making light of any of these things. But, but, Notice how these things now trigger us. We never thought about that kind of, we never and never even crossed our radar before. Another fruit that, that manifests in this season, the season of transition is the fruit of confusion. <laughs> What's going on? What's happening? Another fruit is, is the fruit of Panic, anxiety, uneasiness. I mean, I mean, 
you, your phone beeps or rings and you jump. You're afraid to look at it. You don't know what that text is going to say. You don't know who is on the other end of that. And so there's this, you know, this anxiety that begins to settle in. And then there's frustration. Anybody experience frustration this year? Couple of us, okay. Um, frustration. Uh, frustration sounds something like this. You know what? You're on my last nerve. <laughs> you know, that's one of Jamie's favorite sayings, and I know to back up that. She's aggravated. She's frustrated. I'm on her last nerve. And so we, we, we've been experiencing frustration, aggravation. People are on our nerves. People in our house, our homes are, okay, I'll keep going. And then there's anger. Anybody been angry? And, and anger then manifests itself. We have a short fuse and we lash out at people, particularly the people that we love and love us. And it's not that it's them, it's just they're there, right? And so fear, confusion, panic, frustration, anger, all of these are fruits that try to manifest themselves in our life when we are going through this season of transition. The season of transition. You're in this season of letting go of the familiar and now I'm reaching out to the unknown. Transition. You're not where you used to be, but you're not where you need to be. You're right in the middle. And because we're not where we, where we used to be and we're not where we need to be, sometimes we get disoriented. And it's hard to navigate through life when you don't have a clear direction, a clear vision, a clear understanding. It's hard to navigate when, when frustration, aggravation, Anxiety and fear is trying to uh, manifest in your life. It's hard to get a path or to get on a path to navigate that path and get to the other side of this season. You know, I, I looked at the season of transition. Is this speaking to anybody right now? Just want to make sure I got the right message. Um, I thought about this and um, I thought about the season of transition is, is a lot like giving birth. There is a point in giving birth that's called the point of transition. And what's happened is the baby has moved from the birth canal and now it's in between the womb of the past and the door of the future. I'm not there, but I'm not here either. I'm in the middle. Just look at your neighbor and say, the middle. And you know what? When you get in the middle in this birthing process, guess what? You're at the point of no return. The baby's not going back. You're in transition now. And most doctors, most doctors will tell you that this is the most critical point in the whole labor process right here. What if I were to tell you tonight, we are at the most critical point in the whole birthing process, in the whole transitional process, we're right here in the middle of it tonight. 
It will also tell you that it's, it's here that the baby is in the most critical moment and it's right here that the mother needs to bear down and push. It's the point of transition. Now, there are three people that have a role in this moment. Some would argue with me and say there are four, and I, I get it. I'll talk about the fourth person. But there are three people that are very vital at this point. Obviously, the first one is the mother. The second one is the baby. The third one is the doctor. The mom, the child, and the doctor. And hopefully dad is still on his feet and they're supporting. And each one of the three have a different perspective of what's taking place during this transition. Two out of the three, two out of the three are not having any fun at all. The mother is preoccupied with the pain and all she wants is the pain to stop. Come on, moms, talk to me right now. All you want is the pain to stop. And now she's disoriented. She's frustrated because, because of the pain that she is experiencing. And because of the pain that she is experiencing and because she's frustrated and disoriented, she forgets all about the baby. And all she's thinking about, if I can get my hands on him. <laughs> if, I can, if I can just get my hands on him, I'll kill him. <laughs> Why did you do this to me? You know what? I, I really feel like there's some, there's some parallel spiritually in this process. Um, I feel like there's some spiritual parallels in this transitional season. I feel like personally, and I feel like as the body of Christ, so I'm gonna speak corporately, I'm gonna speak individually as well. Um, because that's where some of you are tonight. You're in the pain process. The pain of transition. And you're trying to manage your pain. Just give me something that will ease my pain. God, do something to help me. God, help, help take or lift or remove this pressure that I feel right, right now. Lord, I need this to ease up. Am I talking, does anybody identify with what I'm saying right here? And this is where you get to your breaking point. And then all of a sudden, it eases up for just a little bit because the closer you get, the more contractions take place. And so you get a little bit of a rest and then bam, here comes another one. And there's the pressure and there's the pain. And you focus so much on the pain that you forget there is a seed in your sorrow. Just write that down. Just put it in your, whatever. There is a seed in my sorrow. 
There's something good that's coming from this pain. There's something good that's coming from this pressure. And it's, it's not uncommon right here. It's not uncommon for the mother to want to quit in this season. I've had enough. I can't take this any longer. I'm out of here. But the doctor says, you can't quit. You have to keep on pushing through your pain. You have to bear down. And it's hard because you're tired. You're worn out. You don't feel like you have another push in you. Is anybody tired? Is anybody wore out? Does you feel like I don't have another push in me? We get over this and then this happens. We get through that and then this takes place. I don't know that I have another push in me. I'm telling you, there's another push in you. Just hold on. See, because mom doesn't realize, and I'll get to a scripture in a moment, I really will. Mom doesn't realize because she's, she's lost track of this. Mom doesn't realize that in a matter of time, she's going to give birth to this baby. She's going to hold this beautiful child in her arms. And when she does that, it's going to erase all of the pain. And I can say that because they have more. They go, right, right? Well, some. Some like, I ain't going through that again. Forget it. One and done. But I know that the pain is erased because they have more. Because at the end of the pain, catch this right here, at the end of the pain, there is a beautiful new life. At the end of this, at the end of this pain, at the end of what you're going through, at the end of the season of transition, trust me, there is a beautiful new life that will be given. Come on, if you believe that, put your hands together and give the Lord praise. You really will have to keep me on track tonight because I, like I, could, I, could, I feel like I could speak all night. I feel something stirring in me tonight. I feel something stirring in the spirit tonight. Not, I, I feel there's... Hmm. For the Lord would say, do not look at the natural things, for I am not a natural God. Lift your eyes and look unto me, for I am not sending a red wave nor a blue wave, for I am sending a wave of my spirit. And the wave of my spirit, the wave of my spirit is no respecter of persons nor political parties. The wave of my spirit will touch everyone that comes in its path, says the spirit of the Lord. Look unto me tonight. Look unto me. For I am the one who has the final say in all things, declares the spirit 
of the Lord. Whoo, I feel a beautiful new life getting ready to be birthed in America. You got to go through the pain and the pressure for it to come to pass. The spiritual parallels are amazing. We want God to do something with our pain. We want him to lift the pressure, ease the pain. But here's what the Bible says in Galatians 6 and 9. Don't become weary. Keep doing well. Keep doing good. Why? Because in due time, you're going to reap if you do not faint. You're going to reap if you do not faint. Say, that's for me. I receive in Jesus' name. Now, then there's the baby. The baby. And the baby is completely confused. Because the baby cannot figure out why mom is being so cruel to them. Why is mom forcing me out of this comfortable place? I've been in this comfortable place for nine months now. And in this comfortable place, I've had 24-7 climate control. I've had 24-7 food and drink on tap. In this comfortable place, I've had free transportation. Woo, Jesus. In this comfy place, they've rubbed on me. They've talked to me. They told me how good I am, how awesome I am, how great I'm going to be, how blessed I am. And now, woo, you're forcing me out of this place? You're forcing me from this comfortable place, and now the baby is what? Being pushed into the unknown. And that's what's going on with some of us. You're just being pushed into the unknown. And before this push happened in your life, things were good, the blessings of God were flowing, people were singing your praises. Blessings were just flowing into your life and now you're being pushed out of this comfort zone to the unknown and how many of you know all of a sudden shift happens? Be careful when you say that. But I had to see if you were still awake. It happens. It happens because we want to live in that cozy place. And then COVID happens. <laughs> you, you know this. It's not like God was saying, oh no, look what just happened. Maybe God will use this to push the church out of its comfort zone because we've been comfortable for way too long. And listen to this statement. The days of casual Christianity are over. Yeah. 
There's no more being casual about this. That's called lukewarm. And this is what Jesus said, I'm gonna spew you out of my mouth. The days of casual, lukewarm Christianity, it's over. It's over. Our adversary has shown his hand and he's not backing down. But how many of you know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world? And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they sure enough are mighty by the pulling down of every stronghold. In the mighty name of Jesus, lift up your hand and pull it down now in Jesus' name. Now! Shift happens now. Now. Half hour already. So the baby's confused. And if the baby could talk, they would tell us how uncomfortable they really are. They don't like this process. They would tell us how much they dislike this. They would tell us how cruel we are to force them out of this great place. And then there's the doctor. They are the only one in the room that is calm, cool, and collective. The only ones. You know why? Because they've seen it a hundred times. They've experienced it time and time again. And they know how to coach mom and also tend to the welfare of the baby. How many of you know God knows how to coach us and attend to our welfare at the same time. Amen. He knows how to do that. So what I would say to some of us tonight is this, that if you are in this season of transition, and you are, and you're experiencing the pain and the pressure and the movement of out of that comfortable place, all of the emotions that I just talked about, You are in the birthing process. You're in the birthing process. You are in the spiritual birth canal of the Holy Spirit right now. And what I want you to understand at the end of this transitional season that you find yourself in, there is a beautiful new life that God has for you. It's a brand new season It's a new day. There's a fresh anointing going old school, flowing your way. Come on, if you believe that, put your hands together and give the Lord praise right now. Do I have five more minutes? Here's the alarming thing, Pastor, about this season, and we're watching it play out. The alarming thing about this season is this. Most people or more people are lost during this season, the season of transition, than any other season. More people are lost in this season of transition than any other season that you will go through or the church goes through. And the reason is because of all of the things that I just described to you in this process. We're so consumed with the pain 
and the confusion that we leave the delivery room prematurely. Here's what we know. We know that 32% of the people that were in church in March, 32%, are not in church right now. Not physically, nor online. They have totally dropped off. 32% of those who were worshiping with us back in March and February are off our radar right now. They're not making it through this transitional season that we're going through. They have detached themselves, and we're praying for them. They have detached themselves from the church. And what they really need to do is they really need to find a place, and they really need to find a person who has a Ph.D. in transitional seasons, who can look them in the eye, who can tell them, it's going to be okay, you're going to get through this, I need you to focus, I need you to quit worrying about the pain, I need you to focus on the blessing, I need you to focus on the end of this thing, because when you get through this, and you can, and you will, if you'll stay with us, you will discover that God has a brand new life waiting for you at the end of this. It will be okay. As a matter of fact, just look at your neighbor right now and tell him it's going to be okay. You're going to make it through it. You're not going to get trapped in this season. You're not going to abort what God has given you. You are going to make it through this transitional season. Hey, Bethesda Church, you're going to get through this season. God has brought you to this place, not to abandon you, not to walk out on you, not to leave you in the delivery room. God says, I've brought you to the delivery room because I'm not through with you because your best is yet to come. For the Lord would tell Bethesda Church, it won't be one service, it won't be two services, but I have three services in store for you that this room will be filled and the kids will be filled because I have a brand new harvest for you. Come on, if you believe it, shout yes in this room. Come on, shout yes like you mean it. Can I have two more minutes? Two more minutes. I'm over my five, but give me two. I feel like I'm in the delivery room tonight. Come on, Ken, push. When you think about transitional seasons, one of the greatest examples that we can learn from are the children of Israel. The Exodus generation. Two million plus came out of Egypt. 430 years, 17 generations of slaves. And even though they did not die in the wilderness, or even though they did die in the wilderness, they did not die in vain because they speak to us from that desert grave tonight. And what they say to you and I tonight is this. It wasn't Pharaoh that defeated us. 
Pharaoh did not kill us, and Pharaoh did not defeat us. What defeated us was a mindset. Our mindset defeated us. Pharaoh didn't kill them. They had left him physically, but mentally, Pharaoh was still messing with them. They, were still, they still had a slave mentality. What they did not know at the time was they were in the middle of transition. The season of transition. And had they had their mind right, had they quit murmuring and complaining and gossiping and wanting to go back, why can't we go back to the way it was? Why can't we go back to how it used to be? Why can't we go back to Egypt? Because the reason you can't go back is because God has a brand new place for you if you'll just get it through. If you'll just, you got one more push in you. Make sure you have a good doctor. You do. You do. And I just can't get over the fact that I just keep hearing in my spirit that after all of this, God is going to deliver a beautiful new life season for us. You believe that this evening? Would you give the Lord praise? <laughs> Exodus 5, 6, I said I'd get to a scripture. The same day Pharaoh gave an order to the slave drivers and the overseers in charge of the people. You are no longer to supply the people with straw for making bricks. Let them go and gather their own straw, but require them to have the same number of bricks as before. Do not reduce the quota. You feel the pressure? You feel the pain? They're lazy. That's why they're crying out. That's why they're saying, let us go sacrifice to our God. Do you realize that straw was the binding agent to make bricks? You couldn't make bricks without straw. It's what kept it together. So Pharaoh tells them, I'm no longer gonna, I'm no longer gonna supply you your straw. You're gonna have to get it yourself, but you're gonna have to make the same quota. Isn't that just like the devil? Come on, isn't that just like the devil? More pressure, more pressure, more pressure, more pressure, more pressure. But let me tell you this. Don't let anyone control your straw. Don't let them. During your season of transition, don't let anyone control your straw. Don't let anyone control the binding agents in your life. 
what are they? It's your faith, it's your hope, it's your confidence, it's your convictions, it's your relationships, it's your commitment to God. These are your binding agents. These are the things that keep things together during the season of transition in your life. And the devil's going to try to do everything in his power to remove and deplete the straw in your life. He doesn't want you to be confident. He wants you to lose your hope. He wants you to quit on your relationships. He wants you to quit on your commitment to God. He wants to take all of that stuff from you so that you feel hopeless and helpless, so that you feel like there's no tomorrow. That's what he wants to do. But I want you to know the devil is a liar and he's not going to take my straw. When the devil takes your straw or tries to take your straw, you can do one or two things. You can just check out. Um, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be in a group. I don't. I don't. I'm just checking out on groups. I don't want to be part of it. I don't want to lead a group. I'm just checking out. Relationships. Wants to take that binding agent in your life. I'm just going to, I'm not going to commit to anything. I'm not going to serve anywhere. I'm not, I'm just not going to commit to anything. Are you going to let him take your straw? I'm not going to believe God for anything. Are you going to let him take your faith? I've given up on my dream. Have you really? Don't let the devil take your straw. This is the place that you come to where you either say, I'm going to check out. I'm going to just give it all to him. I'm just going to let it go or let it be the final straw and let it say, you know what, devil? That is the final straw. You mess with the wrong person this time. You mess with the wrong one this time. I refuse to be intimidated. I refuse to quit. I refuse to give up. I refuse to back down. I refuse to lose my dream. I refuse to lose my vision. I am more determined now than I have ever been before. I am stirred up. My faith is stirred up. I have. I believe that the best is yet to come. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. How many of you know the best is yet to come? Devil, you messed with the wrong one. You took the wrong straw from the wrong place. Yeah, you took the wrong straw from the wrong place. Jesus help us. And he is. He is. God, I know I'm in my fourth closing. God let the straw be removed because he took them out of a comfortable place. They were comfortable being slaves. God removed the straw because he knew the straw would either make them or break them. He removed the straw because the straw would be one of the things that would move them. It would be one of the things that would move them out of that place. So the reason that God has permitted a lot of the things to happen in your life is because God knew that he would be able to use it to move you in this transitional season of your life 
to the place that he's already created and designed for you. It's a place that's flowing with milk and honey. It's a place that's already has provision. Everything, everything that you need is already there. Do not die in the wilderness. Do not die in the birthing process. Do not die in the, in the birth canal. Listen, listen to me. Come on, you're gonna come out on the other end of this thing. And when you come out, you're gonna be better than when you went in. Come on, if you believe that, give the Lord praise tonight. Come on, give him praise. I've been very careful to how we've had altar calls at our church because I want to respect you and me and our health and all of those things. But I also know when I need to obey God. If what I described to you tonight if you feel like you're in one of those spots, maybe you feel like I'm the mom right now. That's me. That's where I'm at. Maybe you feel like, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm the baby. <laughs> I feel like God's just moving me out of a comfortable place and I don't really like it. Or maybe the devil's trying to get you to compromise and trying to get you to decommit. Maybe he's trying to take your straw away and you're wrestling with that. If, if you're in any of those categories, would you move out of your seat? And, and if someone can help me, just, just keep your, come on, just, just do what you need to do as far as being in the altar and staying where you need to be. And listen, listen, I'm not putting fear on anybody. Don't let the enemy put fear on us. Amen? We're in the presence of God right now. There's fullness of joy. There's healing in God's presence. If we have to go around the walls, I don't care. Just come on in. Pastor Chad, I, I was reading in this story, and I've never seen it before. never saw it before. But if you keep reading in that chapter, he tells the women to go to the Egyptian women and ask them for the gold and silver and clothing. Because how many of you know that women are master askers? If you want something, let the woman, let the ladies ask for it. They'll get it. And this is what they said, Pastor. He said, make sure that you take the slave clothes off of your children. Read it, it's in there. Take the slave clothes off of your children and put those new clothes on them because I don't want them walking into the next season thinking that they're slaves and thinking that they're nobody and thinking that they have to start all over again. I don't want them walking into the, I want them walking into a new, new season. How do you dress yourself? Right here. How do you dress yourself for a new season? Right here. God, God says, I want to bring you into a new season. But some of you are going to have to change how you've been thinking. Change how you've been thinking. Into a new season. Amen. Would you just lift up your hands right here? Come on, lift them up right now. Father, we know you are in this room tonight. Your presence is here. 
And Lord, we are in this season of transition. We know it. We know it. But I believe you sent me here tonight as a, as a coach, as a doctor. To remind myself and your people to stay focused. Stay focused. There is a seed in our sorrow. Stay focused. Don't quit. Don't surrender. Don't give in. Don't give up. One more push. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Someone say, What's, what is that push? Your push is your prayer. It's your praise. Come on. Moses said, we're going to worship the Lord. Pharaoh said, you can go, but leave the animals here. And Moses said, no, we're not compromising our worship. We need those animals to sacrifice. We need them to be a part of our worship. And we're not compromising our worship. We're not leaving anything behind. We're coming out of this thing, worshiping God. We're coming out of this thing stronger. We're coming out of this victorious. We're coming out of this with gold. We're coming out of this with silver. I just hear the Holy Spirit saying, you're coming out with more resources sources than when you went in. We're coming out with a better mindset. We're coming out. Our kids are 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 coming out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're doing a new thing, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Ah. Come on. Come on, moms. You're about to, come on, spiritual moms. You're about to hold the baby. You're about to hold the baby and it's going to erase all of the pain that you've been going through, all of the suffering that you've been feeling, all of the pressure that you've been under. You're going to feel, you're going to hold the promises of God, the blessing of God. It's there. It's there. It's tangible. It's there. It's there in this season. Oh, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Come on, let's worship the Lord. Come on, praise team. Let's worship the Lord. Come on, let's, let's worship the Lord. Let's get a praise and let's get a worship unto him right here. Let's worship him. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bethesda Church Podcast. If you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting bethesdachurch.tv give. We will catch you on the next episode.